Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 186, season four, and we are continuing our discussion on leadership and what are called super bosses. Uh, think of the effective leaders that you've had. Uh, I can think of a lot of the things that I have done that made me an effective leader, and hopefully I'll be able to tie in some of those tonight. We didn't get to do that too much last time. And last time we started uh, going through the book a little bit, Super Bosses by Sidney uh, Finkelstein. Uh, Stein, How Exceptional Leaders Master the Flow of Talent. And uh, I know we talked about uh, the different groups that he had. He listed some groups, the Iconoclasts, the Glorious Bastards, and the Nurturers, and they all had some good qualities, but not still totally effective leadership. But there were some good things about them within that. And tonight I thought we'd look at some of the traits that he lists uh, uh, within his book. Uh, I think I've got about five that I'm going to discuss uh, this evening that I thought were appropriate for the time. And and then we can probably get into, uh, maybe next time I'll spend a little more time still on this because I'd like to get into what he gets into talent and finding the right people. And we've talked about that before, hiring the right people. Uh, but let's continue with part two, uh, looking at some of the traits that he lists in his uh, book and that he came up with based on his research. Uh, his first one was, Super bosses all possess extreme confidence, even fearlessness uh, when it comes to furthering their agendas and ideas. They almost universally embrace the maximum axiom that there are no problems, only solutions. This fearlessness bleeds into their private lives as well. And uh, that is definitely a characteristic I had, uh, this confidence of fearlessness. And when I started the focus school, uh, when I turned around a building, there was a high poverty building, and was even asked if I would accept one uh, to begin with. I, of course, said yes, and I would love the challenge and so on. And same thing with the focus school, starting it from scratch and developing a new curriculum and a vision and a mission for the school and doing a combination with other districts and I had a fearlessness uh, -ness of the uh, of succeeding and thinking that you know I'm gonna make this work uh, no matter what at a time when it was very political and at a time when others were thinking that it may not happen and may not even succeed but we made it succeed and actually became a successful model for promoting diversity, uh, endorsed by Harvard University. So it was actually very uh, successful, but I had a extreme confidence. Uh, sometimes that was pointed out by my uh, counselor at different times at a couple of my schools. There was an uh, instance he said that this is why you're the principal, because you see things as uh, very positive and you're looking for solutions and you don't see things as problems, and that's very true. Um, I was very resilient and worked through things, and the staff did as well. And then we became a strong team in that sense. Uh, the second characteristic or trait he talks about super bosses share is a competitiveness. When we look at super bosses, we sense competitive blood running, running through their veins. They thrive on it. They seek it out. They create it. Uh, and then he gives examples. A lot of these he gives examples of different uh, corporations and different companies and people you've probably heard of. Uh, from the uh, corporate world and 
Uh, it's very interesting because there is a competitiveness even amongst schools and wanting to succeed and wanting to uh, increase your your achievement and your scores and have your students succeed. And I not only wanted to succeed uh, academically but socially with our kids and we wanted to progress in our positive behavior intervention supports and uh, making gains in our suspensions, bringing those down and in our restorative practices on how we work with students. So there were a lot of things that we looked at, but it was still a competitiveness, I think, that we had. And I even at uh, the focus school that we created, we actually chose uh, to be advanced ed accredited when we didn't have to be, uh, when the other schools in our districts were following what was called Rule 10, which is just a state requirement of meeting uh, the school improvement standards and so on but we went beyond that and wanted to be competitive with the school districts around us and the suburban districts around us and we pushed for advanced ed and got exemplary in all areas so that was an excellent uh, example of how uh, that competitiveness uh, came out in me because we wanted to be a uh, forerunner of a school and and be out there competing with the best of the best uh, even though we're a highly diverse uh, 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 mixed school uh, pushing against the norms of course in our area uh, let's go through his third trait a third trait uh, a third trait virtually important character trait uh, shared by super bosses and uh, one central to their innovation is their imaginative nature Wow, that's a good one. Imaginative nature. Super bosses are visionaries. They think intensely about what could be and are fired up in turn and, and turn those dreams into reality. And uh, that is definitely true for some of the things I've done as well. And I think that's true with uh, effective leaders because they have they are so imaginative at uh, solving problems and looking at uh, how to get things done and innovating and looking at other ways of doing things. The focus school uh, that I started uh, with staff was totally in that vein. We looked at new curriculum. We looked at supplementing curriculum. We looked at the best curriculum from different districts. We looked at uh, practices working with students. We looked at positive behavior intervention supports, uh, restorative practices, uh, different things that were going to help uh, our students excel. Uh, character traits, uh, working in teams, even team building with students. Uh, we used uh, Gallup's Strengths Explorer with students and Strengths Finder with staff. And we built on the talents of students and looked at building uh, a creativity within students and staff for moving the building forward and excelling in the areas that they were in. So there was a lot of imagination involved in that as well so I do think that's a very true statement too of that uh, leaders need to be imaginative in nature and see things that aren't really there it's hoping for that and pushing for that vision you're promoting that that vision all the time of what your school could be and that's why you create that vision with staff anyway because that's the epitome of what you want your building to become and as the leader you're pushing forward to make sure that your building is becoming uh, that vision that you all have set forth and the fourth trait he lists is a fourth characteristic that super bosses universally manifest is integrity i use the word not primarily to mean honesty in the colloquial sense but rather strict adherence to a core vision or sense of self 
super bosses don't play games like some leaders do. Oh, I am not a game player, that's for sure. Unlike bossy bosses, they are not distracted by the need to satisfy their big egos. They remain consistently true to themselves, their beliefs, and their values. Uh, excellent statement, because I think that's true, and we've always talked about, and you've heard me talk about, too, that the leaders, uh, true leaders' uh, actions have to match their words, and that honesty and that integrity and promoting staff and helping staff and working with staff and if your staff if a staff member asks you to write a recommendation you write a recommendation for that staff member i've done hundreds over my years and i think the thing that i was always i always surprised them because i got it done soon after they asked me for it even if i was super busy on other things because i didn't want to put it on the back burner i did not want to forget because that was part of my uh, integrity and part of my building trust with staff. If they asked me to do something and I believed I could assist them and I could help with that, I did it. And I did it in a timely fashion so that they had whatever recommendation or um, assistance they needed. And it was, I think, very effective in helping them to see that I meant what I said. And my follow-through was, was there, uh, definitely was there. Even if sometimes I was in a crisis and things took days or later, I, I would give it to them as soon as I could. So they did see that, that follow-through came through. All right, the fifth characteristic that he lists, the final attribute of super bosses, is a natural extension of integrity is authenticity. Authenticity. So many bosses can cultivate an image for the benefit of their reports. They keep a tight lid on their personalities, saving their true selves for when they're away from the office, not super bosses. In their daily interactions with others, they let their personalities hang out. And that is definitely true. If you knew me, you knew my personality. Uh, at times I could be silly, at times I could be serious, at times I could be uh, all over the place. So I think I enjoyed doing the morning news with kids. I enjoyed being silly and doing crazy things uh, with students and things to motivate the students. And I enjoyed uh, having a positive personality and promoting as much as I could our school and uh, the vision that we were pushing forward. And like I said, next time I want to talk a little bit about attracting talent and keeping talent because he does a really good job of that within this book. And, you know, you're welcome to read more in this book, Super Bosses. Uh, and uh, it's an excellent book, another good book, actually. And as we wrap up, uh, I want to share one thing for managing people is like Herding Cats by Warren Bennis on leadership. And we're constantly talking about the, the culture and the environment. And a key, uh, he talks about learning environments. The key to gaining a competitive advantage will be the ability of leaders to create an adaptive learning environment that encourages the development of intellectual capital. Um, and then he talks about different leaders that have done this. Uh, but developing intellectual capital, that is developing your staff and all of your staff and using their strengths and talents, which we've talked about before on this show, is so important to creating that positive uh, culture. And as we wrap up tonight, I want to finish with a quote. Uh, when everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind. And that was from Henry Ford. So as always, keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, let's remember to stay positive.
You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com.